Welcome to the Donkey's Best Friend Podcast. I'm your host, Bobito, a.k.a. Bobito Mosquito, a.k.a. The Funk Soul Brother, a.k.a. Master B, a.k.a. Styles B, a.k.a. BMX. And you are listening to the 48th episode of the podcast. Guys, to every single one of you who listen to this podcast, I'm immensely grateful. Thank you for clicking. Uh, thank you for providing me with feedback on what could make this podcast better. And yet again, I will always say that it may seem like I'm not listening to you people, but I am. I'm definitely listening and hopefully, hope yeah, hopefully we get to a place where this podcast um, achieves what we set out to do, what I set out to do. And as you guys know it's a journey one foot in front of the other keep going consistency all those kinds of things and eventually this podcast will be what it is meant to be and whatever that is is what it will be (laughs) i'm sure that provides a lot of answers but yeah man we're here 48 episodes that is jeez man that's like a month away from a year. Whew. Long time, dude. Oh, and a year of podcasting without a a skipped week. Which to me is like the, the essence of what I was trying to achieve. At the very least for the first year. So that is that is great, but let's not count our chickens before they hatch. I was fucking this week in terms of like I don't know news yeah so I started off my week by I think it was literally yeah beginning of the week Monday I was listening to the Drink Champs podcast uh, Kanye West episode and I was thinking to myself like while I was listening to this like first off, I was just thinking, like I saw a clip, I saw little clips, like of things that he would be speaking about. And uh, I think I, the only clip I, I watched was the, the official Drinks Champs clip. And I can't remember what, what he said in that clip, but it made me certain that I needed to listen to the interview. And why I say so is because of late, Kanye's words Kanye's um, interviews Kanye's just rhetorics have lost their appeal to me at the very least um, just because I never know I, I've never I, I never know what's true what's not true just like with anybody else but I feel like with him he's admitted to like on many occasions he's admitted to like play perception so it's like are you telling us what you think or what you want us to hear or are you trying to spin something to sell something or you know what i mean it's just like what are you what what is the agenda here in what you're saying what is the agenda in what you're doing and like how much energy can i give that you know what i mean like so that's that's where I stood on a bunch of the, the the recent stuff, and I think what this interview did 
was it made me look at everything previously that he'd done in a whole new light because and i mean uh primarily conduct speaking to the media because this was like the first time maybe not the first time but the first time at least i remember where i saw kanye like extremely comfortable like he wasn't being interrupted he was extremely comfortable he was being heard um i think he was also in a way better space um i think it's his first interview like proper like maybe not first interview but it just felt like the first real interview since he became or officially like forbes official or whatever you want to call it but like he was officially crowned a billionaire and with that i think it vindicates a lot of like you don't you don't let, like accidentally stumble upon a billion dollars you know what i mean so it's like i'm not saying that all billion obviously not all billionaires are like saints or whatever but they are especially someone like him who comes from relatively nothing or maybe not relatively nothing but you know what i mean like doesn't never trust fund like he had to grind his way to this i'm not saying that no other billionaires did it but he's one of them who's done it he's a black billionaire as well and he gets to express and he's consistently expressed his journey um whether that expression has been consistent or not is debatable but it's like he's taken his fans along the journey with him and in this interview i found it extremely interesting how he described certain situations and also the time that he was consistent in his messaging that he has provided for years i mean i saw a lot of similarities with the with the with the sway interview that like the viral one but as well with that sway interview it's almost like he was saying the same things just now he'd proven what he was saying and why sway didn't have the answers <laughs> but he 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 i think yeah it's like he's he it's like in certain ways he's vindicated certain behaviors and patterns like there was one thing that really stuck with me um like there was a lot trust me i i, I probably need to watch it again um just because like i really there was like i was i was locked in like i was working and then i ended up having to work it into the night because uh it just took over like i just wasn't working <laughs> at a point um and there was something he was saying along the lines of um he 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 added so of, of like obviously him and drake he was discussing the the drake beef or whatever um, or let me rather say competition like um and um the impact it was having on him his family and how like what slight things were being done and all of this and all of that and you know obviously with that kind of stuff you have to take it with a pinch of salt you're only hearing his side whatever but what i did find interesting was he was like dude like 
we all talk we're always talking like we're all like we live in the same areas there's only a few of us that have like this kind of access this kind of money whatever so like he says he puts him i think kid cuddy uh drake also himself kid cuddy drake jay-z i think kim kardashian um can't remember who else puts a bunch of these people in a group chat <laughs> no whatsapp chat or whatever i think he said group chat i don't want to assume he said whatsapp the group chat and then he's like hey yo i'm worth more than all of you on this thing combined <laughs> as soon as i heard that i was probably like these people are probably like like what <laughs> Dude, you invited me onto this group chat. What are you doing? What's going on here? So maybe there was something said in the group chat or whatever, and then eventually that's where he he landed up thinking that yeah, nah, fuck these guys. They don't respect me. This is what you get. <laughs> and he's like, um, and it's funny. Like every he he provides he provides insight that I find extremely valuable personally. Uh, at least to to look at what's been happening with him especially um in a new light but he's like every time i think i think uh the whole room like the drink champs room like went crazy just like i kind of went crazy i was laughing whatever when i heard that and he was like as that was happening he's like but i think i think i think um nori said like yo that's a bar like that's the god damn it that's a bar and he was like, yeah, but you know, when I, when I say shit like this, when I say, when I say bars like this, this is Kanye, he's like, when I say bars like this, it's like, oh, he's insane. Oh, he's crazy. Oh, he's off his meds. Oh, oh. <laughs> and I found that, like, one thing that I couldn't, I couldn't believe, like, especially, like, I couldn't believe I'd forgotten this, especially if you listen to, like his early music college drop in fact all of his music his music has always been funny like it's 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 strong at points like obviously like the music is fucking brilliant most of it majority i haven't listened to jesus is king and i haven't listened to no i haven't listened to jesus is king that's the only one um and i'm not going to like from what i've heard um yeah especially off the yay i'm just not not going to but anyway uh, i did listen to donda i i enjoyed it um i haven't listened to it again uh i listened to it while i was running i think i've gone back to a few songs here and there um it's good it's definitely a return to form um but yeah like i was saying the beginning albums college dropout late registration and graduation my favorite kanye album is probably late registration i think it's because it's the first one i listened to um it just resonated with me a lot i really like that album and like i was saying like all over kanye's albums there is like humor or maybe i'm finding the humor and like witty thing which, but what is humor right it's like sharp humor yeah okay yeah so um I forgot how funny this man is like he's really funny like and he was extremely funny in that interview but he was also like insightful and there were things that yeah i probably don't understand or maybe i think i understand but i don't understand 
uh, and that's why I'd like to listen to it again. But yeah, moral of the story is I just I found listening to that interview, I was just like, yo, it's crazy how switching up the scenario um, in which somebody expresses themselves and allowing them like just providing somebody with this with i don't want to put it all in the scenario i don't think that's that that's a fair assessment i think he has to he has to take some some i wouldn't even say accountability because like how you express yourself and how it's taken i guess that's what it is like just like this podcast i can say something and you guys can take it in a certain way um I wouldn't say I'm accountable for not expressing myself to the way that you could understand me. Um, but you misunderstanding me uh, may not also be your fault. So it's like, I don't think there's anyone at fault. Uh, but if, if yeah, yeah. But I think it's, it's always interesting or it can be interesting seeing like the difference between. And I was, I was also thinking to myself, like Kanye was out here wilding out on TMZ, like just constantly talking on T. And to be honest, I don't know if he was wilding out. He was just constantly talking to TMZ, which was strange to me. But I get it now, or at least I I think I get it. It's like you have things to say. Everybody's calling you crazy. No, but no reputable media stations or places or wanting to media outlets are, try, are trying to listen to you. And even if they are, they paint you out to be crazy. Though like TMZ was likely and they were to be fair at the time I think they were just reporting what he said they didn't um, place their own connotations on what he was saying except for the time when he said um, and maybe not only this time but I do remember this time standing out when he was saying um, slavery is a choice and like I think that's the thing with this interview versus or let me rather say podcast but yeah i guess it's an interview um but with the one that he did with dream champs and like situations like that it's like when he said something that was a bit crazy on on the on the dream champs podcast nori asked him what he meant and let him get into it and spoke and asked him questions rather than assume or react in I don't know react out of emotion maybe react out of what you personally feel um he was rather interested in letting kanye express what he wanted to express on so many different topics it was amazing i i really thoroughly enjoyed hearing from him in that light um i think it did him wonders like in terms of pr um but more so, I've, yeah, I feel like, jeez, like, just listen to it. Just listen to it. I'm going to leave that there. But really, really dope. It just allowed me so much. And stick on the topic of Kanye West Kardashian. Oh, is, is that how it goes? Kanye Kardashian West? Nah, I think, yeah, yeah. He said, he said his name is yeah. So sticking on yeah, uh, maybe his extended family. Maybe not even extended. I mean, this is his brother-in-law. But yeah, man, the Travis Scott situation with the Astro World concert and 
I think at the time, the last time I I I I list or what I say listen or no read read first, then maybe listen to a few news articles uh, or news reports on it. But um, for those of you who don't know, there was a situation. I mean, I doubt you're listening to this podcast without knowing, but I'll give a r- quick rundown. Um, Travis Scott had a recent concert for his Astro World tour. Um, or Astro World Festival rather, not tour. And uh, or it might be his tour. It might still no, he can't still be touring Astro World. That's not possible. No, yeah, Astro Astro World Festival. Um, and it was like overcrowding, um, a very unsafe environment apparently, and eight people lost their lives eight concert goers lost their lives and uh way more people were injured and just like the reports coming out was just that it was not a fun place to be at like uh they were packed like sardines which if you can imagine concerts like concerts are like that uh but i think uh it edged just over the line of like like packed to capacity or slightly over to the point where it was just like dangerous and i think what also made it worse was that like i was listening to a nurse who went to the festival and um she um she she described them not having enough resources like medical resources security resources and that kind of situation so when it did get out of hand there wasn't even like recourse to get it back like on track so yeah man it's 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 a huge situation now because obviously when people lose their lives and when people pay for something and get endangered um Somebody has to be held li- uh, somebody has to be held liable somebody has to be held accountable um, and it's now a debate on whether Travis Scott could have done more uh, whether this is his fault uh, whether it's the producer like the, the 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 concert producer and this one was live nation if I'm correct and I don't think they have anything to do with rock nation doubt it like if no, no, doubt it. But they probably, I don't know. Hmm, that's interesting. Let me Google that in the meantime. But, um, while I Google this, um, what was I, what was I, where was I? I was talking about, uh, Astro Wars, talking about the content producers. Okay, yeah, so, yeah, Live Nation has the content producers. Um, and, them, them, them either being held liable, Travis Scott either being held liable. Um, there's even talk about the what's his name, health and safety coordinators being held liable. So apparently, when police officer or when these kinds of big festivals or whatever happen, they have liaison or people correspondents that kind of thing from the police, from like health and safety to make sure that should anything should the should it become an unsafe scenario they can alert the producers and the con and the um artist um or the management company or whoever is responsible for the festival 
and let them know hey shut this down like or we're shutting it down it's not safe anymore so did those people um perform their jobs correctly these are the questions we ask so i've been to a travis scott concert um when he came here in 2017 i think it was yes it was 2017 so just to give you guys a little bit of a background at this time i had recently um picked up for from what i gathered at the time or not from what i gathered at the time putting you in my frame of mind at the time i had recently begun experimenting with drugs very sporadically not um as much as i eventually began using um but this was a time where yeah i was i was i was earning a bit more money uh a lot more money <laughs> um and i always felt like i don't know if i've ever said this but i don't like now that i'm sober and yeah and i really appreciate all of like like that sobriety brings to me uh but i get asked every now and then do i like would i have changed anything or would i have done things differently or like could it have been avoided maybe maybe not in that way but how i always take it that way and i always look at it like i look back at how i used to look at and think about drugs and like from my first experiences to like what i wanted to experience and like what i wanted to try and all of that kind of stuff and when i look at it like that there was no other way in how there was no way that i was not going to try so like this period of my life that period of my life was inevitable at least to me and i'm grateful that i made it out um relatively unscathed um and with a way better perspective on life in general but back in that time was right at the time where i was pretty much experimenting with the things that i really wanted to experiment uh with and travis scott was an artist big in my rotation and just the idea that he built on so like that how whole raging rager uh philosophy if you can call it that that maybe cutty began if you don't know travis scott is named travis scott his real name is i think jacques webster uh but his artist name is travis scott and the scott is from scott miss cutty who is kid cutty um so obviously he takes a lot from him if you're very familiar with these two characters you'd know this by now um and yeah so listening to a lot of travis squad i think days no birds in the trap had recently just come out maybe the year before um so he was kind of on the birds in the trap uh tour and he came to sa and immediately when i saw the tape oh i think on i think the tickets were released like they announced him in brum on wednesday night and i was at work on thursday and maybe in the morning like or like midday or whatever somewhere around there one of my colleagues was like yo did you uh castle light announced who the ticket who who the artist is gonna be and i'm like who like travis scott like what They're like yeah travis scott literally 
go to my manager straight away and I'm like, yo, I'm leaving early. Um, I'll make up, like, just have faith in me to do what I need to do, but I'm out. Uh, and he's like, wow, I need to go buy Travis Scott tickets. And while I was driving to, uh, I think I bought them at Edgar's, um, while I was driving there, I just emailed my friends, oh, my boys, like, yo, I'm gonna buy us all tickets, Golden Circle, yo, pay me back, um, like, in the coming days, weeks, whatever. But we're not missing this. Cool. Get the tickets, all good. Now, at this time, I'm already planning how crazy I'm gonna go. And I didn't get this in, this energy just from me. I didn't I didn't just decide myself that I want to go fucking wild. And this is the place. Travis Scott's concert is the place that I'm just gonna fucking lose my mind. I didn't. Get, that's that, that was my idea. I mean, I take responsibility for my own actions, but that energy is definitely passed on. By Travis Scott. Now I'm not saying that he, he's wrong in doing that because that's part of his performance, that's part of his allure, that's part of his artistry. It really is the huge part of it, if anything. However, it's now the question of can he should he be held liable for people taking his energy and manifesting it? Because there are situations and the funny thing is like I don't know if I ever thought I was in danger and I don't think I was at that concert I mean yeah I don't think I was uh in that at that no man there were there were there were situations that could have gone badly definitely but at the same time um like I said we're in golden circle so um, as much as like the mosh pits were still pretty crazy and like the closer you got to the stage um, the more packed it was there was a lot of space and yeah um, but it was still a very crazy 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 experience um, and obviously like I remember just a lot of people at that concert were like fucked up like maybe it was just because I was fucked up a lot of people were fucked up it seemed that way at least to me and it seemed like a lot of people were that was like the energy it also seemed like they were like at this time I was probably 22 23 I was 20, 22 I was 22 and it seemed like there were a lot younger people there now is that the venue's fault or um issue is that the producer's issue is that travis scott's issue that young people are at his concert because one of the people who passed away at this latest concert was 15 years old and i think that was the point where i was like holy shit wait a second this this is like not saying that the other lives didn't matter but you kind of at least i do i kind of allow for tragedies to happen to adults like, not that it's any less of a tragedy, but it's way less when somebody who lacks the agency to maybe make fully formed decisions or fully thought out decisions loses their ability to do so for the rest. Like, they have, they, they're gone. And yeah, I was just thinking to myself, like, 
this person should have been protected. But is it Travis Scott who provided the energy and the vibe and like the whole anarchy anarchist? And if you've seen document documentaries by Travis Scott, I mean, I saw one where and funny, yeah. Let me describe the scenario. I mean, I saw one where and this was a few years ago that I saw this, um, probably around that time. So call it 2017 uh, that I saw this this documentary or this clip from a documentary where. Um, I think a fan was trying to jump over a barricade and the security guard was like kicking him or like pushing maybe not let me not say kicking him but restraining him and like not allowing him to and Travis Scott like raged at the security guard like told him shit like was swearing at him bitch ass nigga all this kind of shit like you can't fucking leave that nigga alone like hey yo they can't like then talk to the crowd like they can't do anything to you these security guards the bitch ass nigga whatever and like just hyping a already like escalated situation but at the time i'm looking at it like yo this guy's like for the fans yeah hey but at the same time like think about it from the security and it, it's funny how it takes it takes this for me to switch my view on that but it's like yo imagine the security guard bro it's like he's standing in front of a crowd of thousands of people like him and a few of his colleagues trying to restrain with like fences bruh trying to restrain thousands of people who are trying their most utmost to be on the stage with Travis and Travis is encouraging them Jesus Christ that must be a fucking nightmare bruh and at the whole time while you're trying to do your job protecting him protecting these people he's calling you a bitch ass nigga yo so yeah I think but at the same time also leave room for people to grow so this was years ago uh, and it showed like from the clips that I saw that he was stopping the concert every time he got wind of something happening and remember he's on stage so it's not like he's cons completely involved with what's happening you can see people dropping all the way you can see how dangerous it is at the back of the festival or whatever or in the middle or whatever not seeing that and at the same time was he the booking agent was he the one that overcrowded the venue I don't think so hell no of course not he has a whole booking production company. Um, he's definitely not the one in, in, in charge of health and safety. Um, but I guess what I'm saying is that he has his culpability uh, or accountability in perhaps inciting like and this is maybe historical historically more than presently but i wouldn't know um that he creates that energy or he provides that energy for his crowds to feed off um he encourages that energy for like that kind of chaotic mad raging like and there's a place for that I'm, trust me trust me <laughs> as much as i'm a boring old fucking man now that kind of shit is fucking fun never gonna yo that shit like there's I, whoa whoa let me qualify this exclude the drugs for me personally but just really listening to some fucking wild crazy music um letting loose and just there was something fucking Kanye said about music bro about 808 and like low decibel like 
sounds like how like that like 808 like drum like that that level that that it hits in like sound in, like music like i was like have you guys ever heard like you guys have definitely heard this but like old school hip-hop like rakim and eric b like um fucking krs1 um uh how are these guys baiting me bro even people like um wow I, i'm trash i'm trash um oh god i'm so trash uh big daddy kane wow i can't believe how bad uh, this dude even wu-tang yeah i think wu-tang is a really great example um these the songs the music was very high in terms of like the space that it occupied in terms of like like the speaker like it wasn't like that low 808 like that very like You get what I mean? And he he attributes that to the music being like closer to heaven, closer to goodness, like that that low dark airway like that part of music is like I wouldn't say evil but maybe less light energy and it's like funny how that sound like coincided with the glorification of like drugs in music or let me not say drugs in music but maybe drug use in hip-hop and like i don't know like maybe less this messaging like i don't i don't know like the music became less about what you were saying and more about like the vibe and like just I'm not saying that's bad i'm just saying that it has its place because when i think about it i think about it in the same way like sometimes i just want to listen to like travis scott i don't listen to to like i don't listen to him to like think deeply about life and like lyrics and like music just a feeling that feeling is like like what i'm describing the kind of anarchy whatever and like i said there's a place for that but it's just interesting how like this like i've heard him say i've heard kanye say this before and i don't think i paid as much attention as to now when i heard this interview and i want to hear it again but yeah like i was saying i don't know if travis is as responsible as the media is painting him out to be i think he definitely holds some responsibility but i think there's way more people who should come before him in terms of picking order of responsibility i think it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out because like i said he's got previous incidents where he's 
caused some damage or like you know he's caused he's caught this is not the first time that this kind of situation like obviously i think it's the first time somebody died but there's a situation uh, described in uh, one of the articles i was reading where a, a concert goer got paralyzed because he was pushed off a thir- third balcony or something at a concert um and there's just been other incidents like the security guard one i told you about so it's just like but what happens next man but yeah like i said like it's heartbreaking that's like anytime people lose their lives it's always like fuck but i also like i to be completely honest with you guys and i think me and my mom have spoken about this like after every time somebody passes in the family um i don't know i think we're becoming a generation that is more maybe let me rather speak for myself um but like is more accustomed to dealing with loss and like we're constantly like i think every generation is provided with news about what's going wrong with the world or has been but i think the speed and also so like the velocity and the volume of news that we consume some of it negative news some of it you know what i mean like has to have desensitized uh so when you hear something like that like even the fact that a 15 year old kid went to a concert of his favorite artist and died like it's fucking horrible but like if i had to tell you i feel very strongly about it i'd be lying to you and i don't want that to sound like flippant but it kind of is what it is um like my feelings on the matter don't doesn't change that it's a, it's a tragedy but yeah man uh prayers to everybody i hope like it's just gonna be interesting to see what happens because yeah it'll be interesting to see what happens and yeah guys i think i'm gonna wrap up that that segment of the podcast and move into my favorite segment of the podcast which is as you all know the musical project of the week and this week's musical project of the week has to be something that um celebrated its 10th year anniversary this year which is insane to me i cannot like i it's not even insane because like fucking hell bro since i heard this album for the first time and the years that have come the time that has passed since then it does it doesn't feel like yesterday it doesn't it does feel like a lot of time has passed it does feel like man it it takes me back though so i heard this album 2011 uh i want to say that summer yeah so heading into the the december holidays i think i could be wrong um but before the december holidays while i was working i was working with my mom um so every weekend i would work at a store that she 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 ran at the time um and i'd just be kicking it listening to this artist and 
at the time like he he has been at the time he was emerging as one of my favorite artists um i didn't know that he would become arguably my favorite artist of all time um but it's moments like this that solidified it so i would just spend like the day like in this door um majority of the day like maybe up until like three o'clock so from like 7 a.m to like three o'clock on a saturday uh and some sundays i would be just listening to this dude's music and this project i remember listening so i was listening to all of his music repeatedly so it would just be album or mixtape of the 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 album of the mixtape of the mixtape and I remember just running this back on repeat. Now I remember at the time thinking like this dude is having so much fun. So just to fill you guys in on who I'm talking about, this uh, this project is Blue Slide Park and the artist is Mac Miller. And I was just thinking to myself, like listening to So it was probably if I if I run down the the order of the projects that I listen to or how I listen to the projects. I listen to kids first. Um, I listen to kids first. Senior Skip Day was the first song I heard. I listen to kids first. Then I listen to Best Day Ever. And then maybe the On and On EP. On and On and Beyond EP. Um, somewhere in in around this time i love life thank you comes out or maybe not comes out but i download and listen to it and then eventually i catch wind that blue slide park has dropped and i'm like oh shit i get hold of it and i start listening to it and i just remember like <laughs> i remember like because at this time, I was listening to Lupe. Uh, like, my, my favorite artists were really, like, lyrically deep artists. Like, within, let me not say only lyrically deep. Like, it wasn't only, but these were the, maybe the artists that I gravitated to the most. And I feel like maybe why Mac was, like, just, like, a breath of fresh air for me at the very least was because, like, it didn't take much to imagine like literally i'd be working so that i would earn like enough cash to go and kick it with my homies and do the shit that he was talking about not because he was talking about it just because that's what i would have been doing anyway and i'd be listening to him with my homies while doing it and it would just be like it just fills me with warmth just remembering and yeah like just remembering this this like this i remember like blue light park the song is dope um fucking party on fifth ave was such a great like <laughs> pa night freak pop mark the whole album like i'm looking back at it now and i'm just thinking the whole album is dope i think miss calls was one of my favorite songs on it um hole in my pocket up all night no hole in my pocket um under the weather um 
I think, yeah, A Hole in My Pocket is probably my favorite song on the album. Uh, even that, like, Smile Back is even dope. Oh, man, what an incredible, what an incredible project. Rest in peace, Mac Miller. Rest easy, Mac. Easy Mac with the cheesy raps. God damn it. Every single time, every single time, like, I listen to this man's music, like, it brings back such great memories and it's one of those situations that like I love the newer projects let me rather say I love swimming I love good AM the latest uh, circles maybe I haven't listened to it enough and the reason for that is like post-humus post-humus I think it's posthumous posthumous albums never really or projects never really appeal to me because i feel like even when i do listen to them like it it just doesn't feel like it feels like the artist wasn't there and maybe that's just because of the knowledge that the artist isn't there but that's how it feels to me and i i think circles especially felt that way um but even with swimming like I really fuck with Good AM uh, uh, Good Morning What am I saying uh, I also fuck with What's his name uh, The Divine Feminine I think Academic was like The chain the, the, the turning point So it's like The kid that I wasn't The kid that I was That was listening to Blue Slide Park, Kids, Best Day Ever, I Love Life, Thank You, On and On and Beyond, The High Life. The kid that was listening to those projects and the kid that ended up listening to Macadelic, which coincidentally came out and I was listening to the first time I tried drugs. But at the same time, but that year was like the same year. And it's like, from there things were no longer as simple as yeah simple and as much as the music still stay fucking dope like for me faces is his best project um the earlier projects remind me of a more happy place and that's why this project and just his discography itself is such a bittersweet thing and like brings out strong emotion in me because like I can track my like I can track where how I felt about life how I felt about things throughout how I felt when I first heard this song or when I first heard that song or whatever and yeah man I mean at the end of the day rest in peace easy Mac so guys we have come to what can be considered the end of the podcast um, if you're still listening at this point I really fuck with you until the next time I bid you adieu and I will see you soon.